Welcome to Oncology Data Advisor. Today we're here at the ASCO annual meeting in Chicago, and I'm joined by Dr. Thomas Hudson. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm happy to be here. Would you like to introduce yourself and share what your research focuses on? Sure. Um, I am a professor of medicine at Texas A&M College of Medicine, but I, I chair and I'm the director of the Urologic Oncology Cancer Research and Treatment Center with Texas Oncology at Baylor Salmon's Cancer Center, and also have the privilege of being an associate director and phase one director for the Sarah Cannon Research Institute. I'm presenting on the um, behalf of my co-investigators the final pre-specified four-year overall survival analysis from the phase three international CLEAR study. The CLEAR study was a frontline advanced RCC study comparing three different arms, lenvatinib pembrolizumab, lenvatinib everolimus versus sinidinib. The initial um, results of this was presented and published subsequently in New England Journal of Medicine over two years ago and resulted in the regulatory approval of the combination of lenvatinib pembrolizumab around the world and its rapid uptake into um, guidelines um, supporting its use as a preferred option for patients in the frontline setting who have advanced renal cell carcinoma. Awesome. So what were the key findings of the final overall survival analysis you're presenting? So the final overall survival analysis, and um, we're able to report that the robustness of efficacy um, that we had seen and previously reported is maintained throughout an additional 23 months of follow-up, which pushes it over the four-year mark. So this is not only in, in overall survival where we have a hazard ratio that is 0.79, but also in other efficacy endpoints such as progression-free survival and objective response rate. Um, we have a 71% uh, partial response rate with a CR rate of 18%. Um, and again, this tracks and is as robust as previously reported. Additionally, um, we're able to, um, to report that there's no additional safety signals. Um, no additional toxicity with longer follow-up, and toxicity concerns are handled with appropriate dose interruptions and dose reductions. So I think at the end of the day, with additional follow-up, um, the robustness of the lenvatinib pembrolizumab data is maintained, so this should give comfort both to prescribing physicians as well as to patients that the efficacy that was initially reported is indeed maintained without any additional safety signals. That's amazing. Um, so how does lenvatinib plus pembrolizumab fit into the current landscape of treatment for renal cell carcinoma? Yeah, um, we, and you know, for advanced renal cell carcinoma, we have somewhat of an embarrassment of riches where we have multiple frontline regimens which have shown um, very similar levels of efficacy and tolerability um, and allowing the physician and patient to really choose amongst several good options. There is no randomized phase three head-to-head studies showing superiority of one regimen or not. What's most important is that um, the clinician um, get comfortable with the regimen they're choosing, um, feel comfortable that they're gonna get the expected um, uh, benefits that are seen. And the lenvatinib pembrolizumab regimen is one of the, if not the most um, powerful regimens that we have to date based upon data alone. Um, from this pivotal phase three clear study. So that sh um, becomes a major treatment option um, for physicians to select as a frontline treatment. So again, um, having more options um, is always a positive when it comes to allowing the, the doctor and patient to individualize their treatment and select a regimen that they think will meet their goals of greater efficacy and tolerability. 
Absolutely. In light of all these options, how do you personally decide which options to use for patients? Yeah, so I've, I've been, um, it's been a joy in my career to be involved intimately in the drug development of, of most of the regimens that we have in kidney cancer. And so I've actually been able to use them all in my clinic. I have a large enough population of this cancer to do that. And, and right now, my new starts are, are preferentially getting an IOTKI regimen, and that regimen preferentially is lenvatinib pembrolizumab. I feel very comfortable with the predictable side effect profile, the efficacy I rely on. Um, and that translates well from the clinical study into the real world patient sitting in front of me. Great. Um, are there any trials that are being presented here in RCC or trials that you're looking forward to hearing results of? Well, um, there's nothing new um, as far as a, a, a blockbuster new mechanism of action or anything that's pushing the field that much further. What we're seeing at this year's ASCO is a report of Contact 03, which is a, a novel combination of a PDL1 with um, cabozantinib. Um, again, we expect to see you know a similar level of activity as we see with the IOTKIs in general for that. But again, we'll have to wait for that presentation to see the data. And then we do see update results from Axipembro, which is the other IOTKI that use, utilizes pembrolizumab as the IO backbone. And then we see the uh, four-year updated results that I'm presenting on Pembro um, and Lenvatinib. Um, and so what we can say for a class of IOTKIs that these agents are robust in their activity, that this activity seems to be maintained no matter which regimen you're choosing throughout the duration of follow-up, and um, it's, they're very tolerable. So it's, it, I, if anything, it solidifies the role of IOTKI as the standard of care regimen that the vast majority of patients should be receiving as initial therapy. Awesome. One last question I'll ask you is, since the theme of ASCO this year is partnering with patients, how do you personally do this in your practice treating patients with RCC? Yeah, that's excellent. So this theme of partnering with patients translates well into my practice because that, that to be honest with you, is how I've built my practice from day one. It, it comes back to why I chose to become an oncologist, which is to be the patient advocate, having my own personal family history of cancer and wanting to make it better. Um, and so um, the regimens that we choose in kidney cancer allow me to do that. Again, having multiple regimens with activity, slightly different uh, um, tolerability profiles and administration schedules allows me really to sit there with the patient, make them a partner from day one in their care, learn what their goals are, what they hope to accomplish with their treatment, and then be able to individualize and select an appropriate therapy that I think, based on my experience and expertise, will get them to that goal. That's great. Well, thanks so much for stopping by to talk about this today. It was awesome, and thank you for having me.